All right, so this is the uh, Discovery Place team. Um, I'm Mike. I'm Sky. I'm John. And I'm Jake. I'm also John. <laughs> and uh, so we're here to talk about Discovery Place, um, what their mission is, our experiences with that, and then we're going to interview John, who's been here for 10 years, and how uh, his experience relates to citizenship. So Discovery Place is a museum, I believe it's three or four different museums. We have four public museums and a STEM education center for teachers. Okay. Uh, so the Discovery Place um, that we were at was the science, um, Discovery Place Science, and their mission is to, they aspire to be at the forefront of transforming the way science, tech, and nature are uh, explored and learned to inspire dreams, raise aspirations, and motivate people of all ages and experiences to develop a lifelong love of learning. Uh, we related that to um, citizenship uh, through the right to an education and how the Discovery Place uh, caters to that and allows people a place to get educated. Um, we understand that education isn't always fun, um, but uh, if you can make it fun, make it interesting for people, um, they'll, they'll want to learn. So um, we're going to talk about our experiences. Um, I guess we'll go ahead and start with myself. Um, I uh, did a little over 21 hours, 22 hours, I think. And uh, I did uh, some classes in physics, uh, some classes in chemistry where we blew some things up and we froze some things and made ice cream, and, um, and as well as an anatomy, anatomy class for some of the kids. Um, also spent some time in the uh, Da Vinci area um, and a lot of time on the museum floor. On the museum floor, you're, you're really just explaining things um, what they are and, and like how the displays work for the for the kids, the science behind that, um, and uh, helping them understand that and, and have a love for science. Um, Sky, uh, I spent my time here doing the Da Vinci exhibit, explaining things to people, talking to people. Um, they like to give you information that I never even knew. I also did a class where we took wind turbines, and each kid got a chance to make the best wind turbine that they could come up with. It was very cool to see them try to figure it out as a group, as a team, individually. And then I also have spent a lot of time just walking on the floor, interacting with people, talking to people, and explaining like how things work to kids, why it works. So I spent a lot of time in the Da Vinci exhibit, uh, explaining kids how the mechanics of all his inventions worked. And it was really cool to see how kids were so surprised that gravity could pull water upwards. <laughs> that thing's pretty neat. Or that um, people tried to fly like birds. And then I also spent time on the museum floor explaining to them how the air chair can pull them up um, with air pressure or how they can lie on a bed of nails and not get hurt. Uh, and for me, I spent most of my time on the uh, museum floor. Uh, mostly just explaining kids, explaining the kids how uh, a lot of the different mechanisms work. Um, and it's really interesting to see how enthusiastic and how excited these kids are when it's actually an interactive and physically stimulating environment um, as opposed to just a classroom setting and, and just pen on paper. Um, so these classes, these interactive classes um, where, where we're blowing things up and making ice cream and explaining to them how mechanisms work, it really stimulates um, you know, their, their cognitive understanding and responsiveness to 
the activities that we're actually doing and, and actually I think increases the, the learning capabilities of these kids and the desire to learn. So it was awesome seeing these kids inspired and, uh, and teaching them and just having fun. Cool. All right, so we're going to talk to John, who's been here for just about 10 years. Almost 10 years, yeah. yeah. Um, and he actually works here. Did you start out volunteering here? I started out as a temporary employee to play a character in a, an exhibit about Pompeii. Okay. I was a Roman orator in <laughs> Pompeii um, to start out. But while I was doing that, they also taught me how to do other things here, and it just kind of stuck. And that was almost 10 years ago now. Um, about 10 years ago when I first applied for it, yeah. Okay. So, um, and I've done a lot of things in that time. I have worked in the museum, and I've also done programs inside of the museum. We also have an outreach department where we go and bring as much of the museum as we can to schools. So cool. I have done everything from bringing animals to schools mm -hmm. to um, bringing... Um, an inflatable igloo planetarium. And there is nothing like showing up at the office to a school in the morning uh, to check in and having a little girl come in there with her mom and dad. They're checking her into school that morning. And when she realizes it's your class, she's come, it's her class that you're coming to, she starts jumping up and down and screaming and yelling. I mean, that, that's an amazing that's feeling. That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we've had a lot of enthusiasm for a lot of things we do. We're very fortunate. Um, every time I get a kid, they're excited to be here. Um, sometimes overexcited, <laughs> but you can always tap into that and pull it forward. And every kid's different, so there are lots yeah. of different ways to look at it. Have you ever uh, have you ever taught just in a classroom setting where it was just very you know mundane? My background or... is extremely different from everybody else okay. I work with. I was a chef for twenty years. Okay. Um, and really I didn't really want to do that anymore. <laughs> I started with a partner, a small company. We taught cooking and theater classes to kids. Okay. That's awesome. um, I did after school programs at Holy Trinity Middle School. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of programs with um, Charlotte Parks and Recs. I did a number, number of southern summer camps in um, a variety of different facilities okay. around town. When the economy tanked, and I, we were just keeping our head up above water when the economy tanked, so did all our contracts. Yeah. So um, I came here thinking I'd do this for a little while and then get that back going again. That was okay. 10 years ago. Wow. So um, it turns out teaching kids cooking and teaching kids chemistry isn't that much different. Right? Yeah. Um, my mom always told me attitude's 85% of ability. You can always learn new content. Sure. I know True. a lot of people who are working outside the field they went to school with, and that's okay. As long as you're always learning new things and always trying new things, you can gain expertise. Agreed. You've got to be willing to do it and willing to stick your neck out and don't and ask questions. They don't necessarily have to be stupid questions, you know. If you <laughs> don't know what something is, then ask what is this, and it's okay. okay. Right? Absolutely. So you do have an extensive background teaching kids so that's definitely helped you in this um sure. you know i wouldn't say extensive but i have <laughs> some yeah yeah okay, so. i've always enjoyed kids go ahead awesome in, in your experience teaching kids does does uh, hands-on uh education work better than well hands-on or demonstrative or something that invests it in them right. um or mm -hmm. invest them in it if you can 
if you can expose kids to something and show them how it relates to their life than than just this dry abstract concept then it always works better when i talk about liquid nitrogen i use a metaphor if you get on the bus on a really cold day you want to sit really close to your friends if you get on a really hot day, you don't want to sit very close to your sticky, smelly, like sweaty one. friends. And <laughs> chemical elements are just like you. When they get colder, they scrunch up closer together. When they got hot, they, get, they spread far apart. And just relating it to that helps kids understand yeah. how, how states of matter works. Okay. okay. Yeah. And then, so, for this class, we were, we were relating it to citizenship. Do you... Do you have any input on how your experience relates to citizenship? Well, I think first of all, we give kids the opportunity to learn in a in a setting that includes their entire community. Okay. And it's really been a focus, especially of our current CEO, Catherine Horn, to bring everybody in Charlotte into Discovery Place. If your family can't afford a trip to a science center, we want to make it accommodating to you. So the welcome program that we have right now, the easiest way to identify people who are struggling are people who can't afford to buy enough to eat. So we provide um, any family that shows an EBT card or a WIC card, they get in for a dollar each. Wow. wow. So I mean, awesome. that, that way, you know, we have the, the kids who come from the most struggling families and the kids who come from the affluent, most affluent families and they are learning side by side. They have equal access to everything. At wow. least the resources we can provide, yeah. then they, they're, they're doing it together. That's very yeah. important. Yeah, That's it's huge. very important. That's awesome. It really is. That's awesome. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, and would you say uh, that, have you ever had any kids, you know, come up to you and talk about how inspired they are? Have you really, I guess okay. what I'm asking is like, let, let, you, let, you let, me, let me tell you a story. Um, when the DNC was in Charlotte, which was um, 2008, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sorry, no, not 20, yeah, it was, yeah, it was 2008, 2012, I'm sorry, 2012, 2012, DNC was in Charlotte, and we had one free day, we were open to the public, and after that day, James Taylor was scheduled to give a free concert in downtown Charlotte. Oh, nice. um, and I went out there to check out James Taylor. I wanted to hear some Carolina on my mind and up on the roof and all of those <laughs> smooth James Taylor jams from the 70s. And it was pouring down rain. I mean, it wasn't just a drizzle. It was pouring down rain. Okay. And, um, you know, he tried a couple times to get started, but it was an open-air thing. There was no way that was going to happen. So everybody dispersed. Um, and I was going, at that time, they had a temporary um, transit center set up because there was no way anybody was driving into Charlotte right. over next to where they were building Romere Bearden Park because the regular <laughs> transit center was right next to where they had the convention and there would be security issues mm-hmm. with that. As I was walking down there, I ran into a family and we're getting just rained on constantly. It's, it's really heavy rain. And we start talking. And the mom and the daughter recognized me from Discovery Place. I had done an aquarium program with them. Okay. And they started talking about the mantis shrimp, and I'm not going to go into the details of it. If you guys look up or Google mantis shrimp, it is an incredible animal. And they kept talking about that, and the dad and the sons were like, is that stuff real? Yeah, and I, I was talking to them about it. As we were walking this pouring down rain to the transit center, and when I broke with that family, I said to the daughter, what's your favorite subject? And she said, science. 
And I said, what's your favorite kind of science? She said, marine biology. Then I got to this transit center. It's just all mud, you know? Yeah. And I'm sloshing around the mud, and there's a family out there, and the son in the family had seen me do a combustion show, a chemistry show. And I started talking to him about different properties of combustion and how a rich mix works different from a standard mix. And my bus came, and I went to get on it. And as I, as I went, I said, what's your favorite subject in school? And he said, science. And I said, what's your favorite kind of science? And he said, chemistry. Then I got on the bus, and I'm soaking wet and covered in mud. And there were these two little kids on the bus. They were like four and five years old, a brother and sister, or very close to each other in age, but very little. And they had seen me do an animal program, and they had touched a snake, and it was like the first time they ever done that. And I was talking to them about, you know, how we respect animals, and we see animals in the wild. Respecting them means leaving them alone, um, and that's the most important thing to know about respecting animals. Mm -hmm. But there are some animals that's with a person, and you trust that person, and you can touch that animal. And I got up to get off the bus. And I said, what's your favorite subject? And they said, science. And I said, well, what kind of science? They said, animals. And that's, <laughs> that's about the best commute comb I have ever had in my wow, life. That was pretty wow. amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that was awesome. Yeah. And it's totally worth it for that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah. Ex that's, exactly what, uh, that's exactly what I was trying to get at is, uh, yeah. you know, how it really impacts the kids. Yeah. I can't go in a Target without being recognized. <laughs> some other stores, for some reason, it's Target. The moms are with their kids. They always see me. Oh, yeah, that's, you're that guy. Yeah. So then right. do you feel that Discovery Place truly embodies their mission statement? I, well, we, we inspire curious thinkers to discover the wonders of science, technology, and nature. That's our mission statement, which is much less convoluted than our old mission statement, which I could never remember. But, yeah, I think, I think we do. I think at our best we do. Do we do it every moment of every day? You know, there's always something left to aspire to, right? Right. Um, Absolutely. So um, we do a lot of it, and we do it a lot every day. And we have um, 800 kids here today. They're not on the museum floor. Um, one of my one of my colleagues, Lola, has a program with some kids who are learning robotics, and they're actually presenting on the floor today. Wow. One of my colleagues, Maggie. Who works in girls' STEM programs has a big program that she's doing um, with girls in STEM in our Discovery Theater today. She's got another program this afternoon with girls from Coolwood Middle School who are coming over and learning STEM programs too. So we engage as much of the community. We do adult programs once a month, um, Science on the Rocks, and. You know, sometimes to get adults engaged, you have to get a drink or two in them, but that's okay. <laughs> we do that once a month, um, and that gets that part of the community engaged, too. Awesome. But really, this is a great place for grown-ups to come anytime and have a great day at the music. All right. Well, we've got to wrap this up. John, thank you very much. Thank you, guys, time. very much. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I so hope much. you guys did, too. And really? whoever's listening to this, thanks for taking 15 minutes out of your day and learning about what we do here. Thanks, thanks John. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah.